Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Friday, May 6, 2022, two days later than we normally post. Look, we had an initial schedule. We were going to review the Northman this week. We are seeing Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness on Thursday. So you know what? Let's just push it back. We'll do the Northman next week on our, re- our regularly planned Wednesday recording. This week, we will do Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and that is exactly what we're doing, Ty. Yeah, it's, it's a Marvel-packed episode. We got the Moon Knight season finale. And one yep. of the most anticipated Marvel MCU movies in a long time, since like probably their last one. Yeah, every Marvel movie <laughs> I feel like now is highly anticipated. Um, and I just want to say off the rip, before we dive in, we're going to talk Moon Knight first, of course. Um, but before we even dive into that, look, you're going to hear what I say about this film. And it might sound negative and it might sound like I hate it. And I didn't hate the film. But just know that I had high expectations for this film and high expectations for the MCU as a whole. So if I'm a little bit talking bad about certain areas of the film I didn't like, it's just because, you know, I'm disappointed. I know they could have maybe done better. Oh. I just want to say that. There's a little teaser. Because I'm, I'm in a weird predicament. I told Riley this. Like, you're going to look at my score and you're going to be like, oh, okay. But then you're going to hear everything I say. And you're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. This doesn't mm-hmm. correlate. So I, I can't wait to talk about it. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yep. I don't feel so good. Hulk. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, before we actually dive into anything, also spoiler warning. Spoilers for Doctor Strange. Spoilers for Moon Knight Episode Six. Always. Um, this is not a spoiler-free review of the movie, Mm-mm. so not even close. You have not seen it yet. Um, you know, stop listening and come back to this, the series or the movie. Yeah, for sure. Before we talk about Doctor Strange, though, Ty, Moon Knight episode six, Moon Knight, the uh, most non-Marvel thing Marvel has ever done, and I don't say that in a bad way. Um, I don't want to call it a thriller, but kind of a psychological thriller-esque thriller as far as the MCU can take it. Yeah. Um, speaking of how far the MCU can take things, horror genre with uh, Doctor Strange. Um, look, episode six, we were worried last week that 
you know, there would be a little bit of a letdown because the, the series finales and these other series, you know, weren't as great. And I feel like I Riley said she was let down by episode six. I feel like I can understand that sentiment, but I don't know if I was necessarily let down. You know, I I don't know. It's weird because it's we say it's the most or the least MCU MCU thing there is. And I think that's because it, it just aggressively didn't tie into anything. And I think even the post credit scene, like you have no setup or no, oh shit, he's going to be in this or it's just Moon Knight. Yeah. And he's just doing his own thing. And I, I think that Marvel fans always expect a post credit tease of what could be next and how's this going to tie into the bigger MCU and everything. And I think this was just a fun story. It had a badass fight, you know, fight finale, like every episode six and Disney Plus shows have. And well, we didn't uh, even see the badass fight finale being technical it's a part of it we got to see mr <laughs> Knight. Beat... badass part of it we didn't see the most badass but we got to see mr knight finally beat some ass yeah that is that's, true that's pretty cool we got like a like a kaiju type fight with just two big ass i mean it's monsters they're gods yeah in the background of the actual fight oh he was he was getting ready to jump in he was the dude at the bar while his friend got in a bar fight and had to like run from grabbing his drinks to no, the fight we had like the up close fight with the regular sized people, but then at the same time there was the background fight. There was that one scene where you saw both of them at the same time. Yeah, that was cool. That was fucking awesome. Um, but overall, like expectations wise, there wasn't as much speculation with this show, Ty, as other shows. So, um, we we got the the Jake Lockley. I keep getting his name yeah, wrong. Nailed it. Um, we got that in the post credit scene. You know, the they kept teasing it, kept teasing it, and it felt like honestly, I was like. Are they really going to tease the hell out of this thing and then not do it like they have with, you know, some other things, some other MCU products? But no, they didn't. They they delivered. So how you feeling about that in that regard? No, I, it was bitching. Um, I, I think I also liked the the Layla edition. OK, the Got- Silver Scarab or whatever her name is in the comics. Something like that. Is it something like that? I yeah. didn't do any research on that. <laughs> I just thought it was cool and appreciated it. OK, <laughs> Um. I like the little bait bait and switch where it's like, oh, I'm not Moon Knight anymore. And then the post credit scene is like, oh, shut the fuck up. You are still Moon Knight because you're crazy and you have, like, multiple people you don't even know about. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see how that works, though, because the whole Moon Knight thing is, like, Mark Spector. But there's obviously this third personality they don't even know about. And then Conchu's obviously controlling it and how, how they do it. I don't think there's a season two. I think there was, like, something where they said series finale, but then they changed it to season finale and everyone got excited. But then something else happened where – they kind of confirmed there wasn't going to be a season two. Of course, they can always go back on that. But I think as of right now, there's no official plan set in place. But I'm sure they're they're working on it and trying to figure out a story or something to continue this. Well, there's got to be because the status of the character is kind of left a little bit incomplete. Um, and a little bit of spoiler for what I'm going to say about Doctor Strange is I just don't want to complete his narrative in someone else's movie. Um, <laughs> oh, damn. Um, no, I just, there, there was, I think I've just been spoiled by these series time, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, one thing I was, con- I don't want to say confused on, but the whole therapy scene and everything, and it was like, what was real, what wasn't real. And that mm. seemed like it was just a figment of his imagination is what the perception is. And he saw the blood on his shoes and then he just wakes up and he's, and he's in his bed. Yeah. I, I, how the fuck did he get to his bed? I don't know. Jake, Jake took him to his bed. Okay. That's a fair answer. But I really I have no fucking clue about like the doctor scenes or any of that. It 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 broke my brain originally and it's still breaking my brain today and I'm just going to accept that it uh is something I just don't need to worry about. Okay. Okay. Um <laughs> what's his name, the actor? 
Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, phenomenal in this. Yep. Um, I know you're an Oscar Isaac fan. Fuck I'm excited yeah. to see what he can do moving forward in the MCU with these three characters that he's playing all in one. Um, it, it Steven coming back. There was like an emotional moment of like he lost Steven. He lost that the thing that helped him cope with his childhood baggage. And then he just gets him right back. Just instantly. I, I get it, but I was like, eh. That's an MCU part. Kind of ruined the emotional. It's the whole, like, if they would have brought Iron Man, I mean, this is a way bigger scale, but if they would have brought Iron Man back after Infinity War, it's just like it kind of ruins the whole thing of this, you know? Yeah. I, it's the MCU. It's kind of expected, especially when that's such a main part of this character and they kill it and get rid of it in its mm-hmm. first, you know, five episodes of being out. Um, you know, we, we differed last episode on whether or not he would come back. We weren't sure, but I I like that he's back. I like this character, and I want to see more stories with this character, but Marvel still has to be careful of there being no consequences for everyone just not taking him seriously. Yeah. You know, that's always an issue. That's people's biggest complaint about Infinity War is it was never taken seriously. No one ever expected those characters to stay dead. Yeah. So like you eventually you gotta you gotta start killing people. Well, I mean they fucking did in Doctor Strange. <laughs> you got anything else tie on Moon Knight? It was a very good series. I enjoyed it. It can be a little bit slower at parts for some audiences. I totally get that. Um, I feel like a binge watch experience might not be as cool. I don't know. It's in, it's interesting. Definitely but. would make episode five just not that. And like you would just be like, oh shit, and then you'd start the next episode and be like, ah, just kidding. <laughs> um, but overall, it was very creative. You know, I said it was unlike anything the MCU has ever done. Not only like you said, tying into other properties, but just the genre as a whole. Um, very unique, very different. And you know, it was a solid show. When we do our ranking all the MCU shows from this year at the beginning of next year, like we did with last year and this year. Uh, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> I'm sure it'll get a pretty good score. Yeah. No, I agree. I think my my one takeaway from it is it was a fun, different thing for the MCU, and they showed they can do different things with both this and the next movie we're going to talk about. Um, Oscar Isaac deserves some Emmy nods. Oh, okay. He was fantastic in this film. Okay. Or in this series. I, I'm, I'm not against it. He was, I mean, he was great as Mark. He was really good as Steven. There's a motion. Yeah, he was fantastic. The, and with the two characters on screen together and him acting off himself. He very much is carrying the whole show. Uh, entirely on his back. 100% deserves some, deserves some love. Yeah, I could see it. I agree. I could see it. That's my takeaway. Especially that emotional fifth episode. Fuck yeah. And I want more Oscar Isaac. And it's, it's everything. If they were to give me an Oscar Isaac, Pedro Pascal show, movie, anything. together? I don't know. Pedro Pascal's Mandalorian, Oscar Isaac's in Star Wars. So maybe eventually <laughs> you do love those two they're my fucking favorite and unfortunately pedro pascal chose the dcu in a shitty wonder woman movie yeah he can oscar still I- do the mcu oscar isaac's been in the mcu or like marvel like three different marvel properties now though spider-man into the spider-verse yep this and what else x-men apocalypse really shitty x-men movie oh isn't he the blue guy yeah okay yeah speaking of x-men ty oh professor x leads the x-men that he does Professor X also made an appearance in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Ty, what is this film about? Mm. Jason, this film, it says it's about something. This is a terrible synopsis, but I can't I can't find any 
better synopsises. So, uh, Doctor Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the doorway to the multiverse, including alternate versions of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. That's just a complete lie. Okay, how about in Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange of the Multiverse of Madness, the MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who, with the help of mystical allies, both old and new, traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. Also kind of lie. Yeah. I, I just... Look, man. Wanda's a villain again. Yeah. That's just that everyone's all with Wanda and he casts a spell. We got a character who can travel in the multiverse. There was no need for Loki. There was no need for Spider-Man. Her superpower is just jumping across the multiverse. Yeah. None of that. None of that. They, obviously, they mattered. hide that in the thing. But none of that mattered yeah. for a multiverse movie. It was just, hey, here's this new character who can do all of this anyways. Second point. Wanda is not, not friendly in this. She's just she's a villain again. She's come full circle. Anti-hero. No, villain. Full villain. Sympathetic villain. Full villain, though. Okay. And it's a lot of fun. They do some multiverse stuff. The movie is fun. The movie is unique. Sam Raimi Raimi definitely had his influence on this. All over Um, it. The most horror-esque kind of Marvel movie they've had. And it's not even horror in like a... Don't expect it to be like an actual horror movie. But like pushing it as far as they could go with some of the stuff they did. Um, very graphic at points as graphic as it could be yeah. kind of using some like scary movie tropes as well. A little bit. Um, that being said, I, I don't even know where to start this before we jump into the scale. So there was high expectations for this. It has a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, 88 uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. And you kind of touched on the point. You didn't need Spider-Man. You didn't need Loki and Sylvie. And again, it might just be a byproduct of MCU fans expectations you know, and Marvel itself didn't tell us that this was going to happen, but it felt like for a while there that this was going to be kind of the byproduct of what happened in Spider-Man, at least to some regard. That WandaVision in this, which WandaVision did kind of, did have an influence on this, absolutely. Yeah. But that Spider-Man would have an influence on this, and it didn't, and that's fine. Um, but it's just interesting, like, I don't know. It's just It goes back to the whole, like, with Spider-Man three originally was supposed to be, you know, the, the bounty hunter guy. Can't think of his name. Craven. Craven. And it, it I still love Spider-Man. I'm not going to change my score, but it, it, it makes it more obvious that they were like, Hey, we're doing a multiverse movie with Dr. Strange that we already have planned out. Let's just do it with Spider-Man, introduce the idea, get all these characters in. Um, but it really, they mentioned his name, of course, but like, yeah. I, you know, kind of building into this, it kind of felt like a whole, like Dr. Strange fuck something up when that spell or like, you know, they kind of pitched the whole Illuminati thing. Like Dr. Strange was the one, you know, fucking everything up. And no, it was just like this character, America Chavez, who could jump from universe to universe, doesn't get any fucking backstory. I mean, she gets one flashback scene. That's 45 seconds long. That's her entire backstory. And Wanda knows exactly who this bitch is and is going after her ass. Yeah. And it, it, it gets into it really quickly, um, very quickly. And it's fun and there's fun action and there's really fun scenes and really fun cinematography um, I was disappointed with the third act in this film. I don't necessarily disagree. I liked the film as a whole. I think the ending, and not just the ending, but the post-credit scenes that Marvel's <laughs> known for. The I, second one, I don't. 
I'm not as mad because most of the time the second post credit scene is just kind of bullshit anyways. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but both of them didn't really do anything to move the needle for me. And then on top of that with the way this ended, um, we spoke of Moon Knight feeling so isolated and everything. Everyone viewed this as a very large movie and a culmination of all these other movies and these events coming together. And now we have broken the multiverse. And it really came down to there's this one girl with powers and we fixed it and it's all wrapped up and there's no influence on the rest of the shit moving forward. It feels like, well, they, they fixed it, but it's, there is still an impact. And this is part of the Marvel problem is there's still an impact because the the woman comes in the post credit scene, which yeah. is the, the Mrs. Dr. Strange. I don't know what her actual name is. They end up Leah. Yes. They end up getting married in the comics. She's like the she's the uh, sorcerer of the dark supreme or whatever the fuck her title is. She pretty much rules the dark realm. Um, and she says there's an incursion, you know, universes and he fucking he's going to turn into probably bad Doctor Strange because he's got the third eyeball. Yeah. What's that? Or all are they going to be a tweener? He's going to a what? A tweener. Like he's supposed to be evil, but he's going to be good. <laughs> Never heard anyone <laughs> use that term. Um, but so they're obviously setting that up to have some sort of incursion. And people are theorizing it's going to be the Secret Wars, which the Secret Wars is a really big comic, and like people are excited about it. Have you ever actually like read what the Secret Wars is about, like the mm. whole premise of it? Is it like scrolls? No, that's uh, Secret Invasion. Oh, or whatever. I don't know what Secret Wars then. Secret Wars. So it's like this multiversal thing where, like, pretty much the best versions of whatever characters fight each other. I'm going to mess this up. I'm not going to get it perfect, but like. And obviously they could tweak it as CMCU. They didn't go the Infinity Saga by, you know, step by step. But the, pretty much the, the base of the, the comic is the Watcher sees all these, like, superheroes and villains and then, like, just puts them on a planet and, like, has them fight. That's pretty so much it. So the what-if finale? Kind of. A little bit, yeah. Just um, pulling people out of different realities and you guys are the best of this and here you go, team up? Kind of, yeah. And it was, like, it was a special run edition that they did to, like, sell better um, – comics i i wish i could give you like a a short i mean this is or just concise. wikipedia it says a cosmic entity called the beyonder observes the mainstream marvel universe fascinated by the presence of superheroes on earth and their potential this ent- entity chooses a group of both heroes and supervillains and teleports characters against their will to battle world a planet created by the beyonder in a distant galaxy this world has also been stocked with alien weapons technology the beyonder then declares i am from beyond slay your enemies and all that you desire shall be yours nothing so it's it's kind of not this like in-depth story and there's stuff that happens with it you know x-men's in it and hulk and all the um you know all these different people but i don't know how they're gonna set that up like because they're setting up so much things like are we gonna get different universe characters and is it gonna be bad doctor strange and whatever versus whatever is it gonna be we have the whole freaking dark avengers that we've been theorizing this whole time is it gonna be a combination i don't know still Um, got a whole lot of young avengers going on continued with this movie yeah well young avengers always felt like something down the line like not something immediate you know like phase six maybe like they're kind of setting up their underpaid child actors to make movies in a few years while i agree with that their issue is they stop being the young avengers if you wait too long that's true (laughs) they just become the avengers because they will no longer be young uh (laughs) that's true um so I, I I don't know what they're doing, but that's part of like to circle back to my original point is the beauty of the MCU is it's always chugging along and there's always this grander picture and the intertwinedness of it is so great. 
sometimes the drawback is that a movie like this can feel like it's just a setup for something else when it was pitched to be something much bigger than it actually was going to be. Yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. Um, this felt like one of those like build up all this shit comes together type movie where, I mean, we got some fun cameos, but the fact that like Vision doesn't show up at all felt very out of place and like well, why vision still figuring stuff out okay but other realities there's no vision in the multiverse where she yeah, has the kids but there's no vision that. they don't explain it it just makes it feel so disconnected yeah yeah i don't know i was there another tony stark were they ever actually planning on tom cruise because it's just weird for there to be like absolutely no mention of him yeah in these other universes Again, feels so disconnected. Tony Stark, I believe, is part of the Illuminati. I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, in the original. They always tweak that stuff. Yeah. All right, touching on the Illuminati before we get in plot slash story. So Riley was talking to me about the Illuminati, and she was, like, upset because she's like, I thought this was supposed to be this big entity that kind of overlooks the whole multiverse. That's kind of how they pitched it. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think that's obviously not what they wanted here. Um, this was pretty much just like that universe's Avengers. That's all this was. Yeah. No, that's what it seemed like. Like, it wasn't like this, you know, undercover being. And I don't know in the comics if they actually overlooked the multiverse. I don't think they do. I think it's just the... Another type of team? Yeah, pretty much. Um, the Illuminati was a secret organization comprised of several of the world's most powerful heroes. Sorcerer Supreme, Doctor Strange, Black Bolt, King of the Humans. He was actually in the ABC and Human show. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Namor, who's not in this. Um, Iron Man, and they obviously they did it. But, yeah, it's not like a multiverse thing. So I think they kind of pitched it as Illuminati being like the TVA of the multiverse kind of deal. Mm. Um, and it wasn't. It was just like this is their Avengers. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. And, look, we get John Krasinski as Fuck Reed Richards. Fuck, yeah, we do. We get, a, we get Charles Xavier, which Riley was like, how how are they going to have um, – not Charles – Charles Xavier is Professor X. We get uh, – what's his name? Patrick Stewart is Charles Xavier – Riley's like, how are they going to put him into the future X-Men movies? He's so old. And I was like, well, in the MCU timeline, Charles Xavier doesn't have to be that in old. it. Or he, it could just be a different actor. Like, we've seen in Loki, which is the shitty part about Reed Richards. We've seen in Loki that other variants can have different looks. They can have different ages. There's young Loki yeah. and Loki. Well, that just was because he got pulled out of his reality when he was young. Okay, but still. <laughs> no, but they can have different actors, which Reed Richards... John Krasinski, like, is this going to be Marvel? Didn't want to cast him in the lead role, but they wanted to do some fan service. Now, is this... I hope not. He very well could be the same, because we got Monica Rambeau, who's the same actress. We got Peggy Carter, who's the same actress. and um, Multiple Doctor Strange is the same actress. Yeah, actor. actor. Yeah. <laughs> so, you would hope that Reed Richards is john krasinski if they're gonna do this because i would rather them not do it at all and just cast someone completely different you know what i mean rather than do this fan service and then not I, do I, it i i think you either commit to having john krasinski be your mr fantastic in I'm this saying. year introduction yeah. or you use ian gruffalo from the original uh fantastic four in this movie in this movie yeah if you, he's not, if Krasinski isn't the future of Mr. Fantastic when they do that, then you use Gruffalo as another callback type thing. I don't think you put Krasinski in as just a one-time thing unless there's a future of him being that character. But that's what you think. That's what I'm hoping. That's, Th that's not, what I would yeah. hope. Yeah. That's what I would hope. 
Anyway, so my Illuminati point, again, to circle back, so much to say about this movie, is Wanda comes into this reality and just fucking destroys them. It's my favorite part of the movie. It's probably Me too. It's possibly my favorite thing in the MCU. I don't know about ever, but it's up there. Like it was scenes? fucking awesome. Yeah. Top it, three, top five, easily. And that's what made the third act of this movie so disappointing to me with what they did with Wanda Ty. Before we can get into the scale, there was a, a line. And maybe they still do it. Maybe they're fucking playing the old red herring and she's not actually dead. But she had a whole fucking thing collapse on her. It collapsed, but then there was a red boom. So, like, was that some magic to keep her safe? What was that? There was a red boom. All I know is there was a very specific line that she saw the runes. She was like, I was meant to overrule all or rule all this shit, not overrule. But instead, I just want my kids. And then she sees her kids and she's like, oh, shit, they actually don't want me. Blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, fuck this. I'm done. I thought when they said that line and she saw her kids, there'd be like some sort of spiral where they could defeat, and this is where it gets hard, but like maybe defeat Wanda, but keep her presence over looming. Because I think Wanda has serious potential to be like a Thanos level villain. Especially you just had her go into another universe and slay their version of the Avengers. Yeah, effortlessly. It was fucking incredible. Like that made anything Thanos did with the Infinity Stones look like nothing. Yeah. And then to have her just, and it makes sense, the only person that could, if you're making her that powerful in theory, stop her is her herself. Yep. By killing herself, I guess. But I just was hoping that, like, they would somehow, like, defeat her, but, like, maybe the post credit scene teased this or whatever. And they still could do this, but, like, she could be this big bad where, you know, who knows? But they have Kang down the line. I don't know. I just, I feel so upset because I, I've really grown to love the Wanda character. And, yeah, she's been in a lot, but I still feel like she didn't get her shine. <laughs> I I don't know. I, I think she was the best part of this movie. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think there's any arguing that. I think she was fantastic, and she was, you know, she got introduced in Age of Ultron, and it was whatever, and then they moved on, and she's in Civil War, and then, you know, she's in Infinity War, and people are like, she's really fucking good in Infinity War and is the only one who can destroy an Infinity Stone, and they show how powerful she is. And then you get the whole series of WandaVision. Where it's it's her, but it's also, like, the different decades, so it's not really yeah. that character. And then you get, like, okay, she's really fucking powerful. And then this... Finally the Scarlet Witch. It's, we get fully, her, it's fully unleashed in this, finally. And we get her for an hour, and then she dies. And then she dies. Which sucks, because <laughs> that scene of her fucking killing the Illuminati. Yeah. The one with Black Bolt. <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then she just, like, paper shreds Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Not cool. <laughs> and then we get the the girl on girl on girl action. Yeah. Which is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I just you build her up this big and you have this freaking WandaVision story and everything just to have it her fucking story arc finish in someone else's movie. I don't know. I just feel like she had so much potential to be this bigger bad villain. And I just feel like we wasted it in a two-hour Doctor Strange film when you probably, like, could have done this multiverse theory without Wanda. Yeah. Because it seems like kind of the end goal of this. And this is where it upset me with the Wanda thing is it felt like the end goal of this was to get Doctor Strange to use the Darkhold and get this third eye and maybe become Sinister Strange down the line because the Darkhold corrupts everyone that uses it. And in that journey, they ended Wanda's story arc in a place I didn't feel like it deserved to end. And now we're going to get evil Doctor Strange, who, cool, he's also going to be badass, but... He's going to be badass. I don't know. I agree. 
I, I, I think she was the best part of this movie, and I fucking loved every second of her being in it. But I think this character after the show and how good of a performance she gave in WandaVision and how great of a performance she gave in this, I want more Scarlet Witch shit. Yeah. But I think the issue comes down to her as the Scarlet Witch is a villain, which mm-hmm. makes it hard to make her the lead of anything as a villain. That's not like a Morbius type villain where it's like, hey, I'm a villain, but there's a worse villain. She's a fu- she's the top level villain in this easily. Well, I don't even know if I want to want a movie. I just want something where there's a team up movie to stop her. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I get you. Like the Mar the Avengers have to go universe to universe and figure this shit out to destroy her, not Doctor Strange and some girl who just learned to use her powers. I I don't disagree. And it's just I I don't know, man. It I just wanted more. I want more Wanda. But there's still still promising signs because they have announced an Agatha the Harkis show. Harkness and Vision. White Vision is still out there somewhere. He is. So maybe she's not dead. And maybe this is their way. And maybe in five years, I'm eating my words when we have the secret wars and it's Wanda versus everyone or however the fuck they do it. And Wanda's actually not dead. And then White Vision gets to her and then blah, blah, blah. And she continues to spiral. Who knows? I don't know. I don't either. She was fantastic in this. I think there was a lot to like in this movie still. Let's get into the, uh, let's get into the scale here, Jay. Okay. Plot slash story. And again, well, the scale is always fair. Yeah, again, the scale is the scale. But I sound upset with this film. It's tried and true. It's just, I, I just, the expectations versus reality. Plot slash story was easily my biggest gripe with this film. Okay. And I kind of want to, I'm going to give it a 12. Really? 12 out of 20. I went to a 15, but that's still fairly low for me with Marvel stuff. I gave it a 12. It, I, the America Chavez thing was a little rushed. Million they just percent. rushed her into it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Wanda underlying story arc of, you know, wanting to be a mom and all that. Like, it's an extension of WandaVision. It felt like this was the fucking WandaVision finale. Like, this should have been the finale we got. Just a condensed version of this. Just give me on every series I want a two and a half hour finale. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, why couldn't they have introduced America Chavez at the post-credit scene of WandaVision? I guess she did hear her kids, and she's learning the Darkhold. I don't know. It's full. It ties in fully. It's like a it continuation does. of that story. Which, if you haven't seen WandaVision, you're going to be a little confused. Um, maybe not confused, but you're not going to be caught up to speed 100%. But I, I just I didn't like that, how rushed it was. I, I'm just not a fan of the Doctor Strange love dynamic. I'm just not like you have Wanda in this big, like this big thing. And meanwhile, Dr. Strange is a simp <laughs> like he's just simping and like all these Dr. Strange's turn evil because they don't get fucking Christine and he's probably going to turn evil too. And I, I feel like at points, you know, some complaints that I saw online and that Riley had, I'm just blasting Riley on this fucking podcast. She said it felt jumbled and convoluted and whatnot. That was almost by design because the, the nature of the multiverse kind of jumping and everything. So yeah. I, I don't necessarily dock it for that because there's underlying story but i just feel like the main driving force of this that i liked was the wanda kids dynamic which was kind of the dynamic of a show before that you kind of just picked up on and i just didn't like the doctor strange i didn't think he really grew as a character and riley was like well he grew he told america to trust herself he trusted someone else i was like he trusted tony stark in fucking infinity war and endgame yeah like he's still brash he's still he fucking bowed to wong is that it 
That's the oh, character did, did growth he, we got. Did he bow to him? Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's the character growth we got. Yeah, the whole you always have to be the one holding the knife thing and then just fully gives up like his only job of protecting the time stone and dies for five years so someone else can be the hero. He kind of already did that story. Exactly. Like where he let someone else hold the knife. And that's my problem with this is like if I, I don't know if they would have made it more Wanda centric, if this would have been a Wanda movie. Why did it have to be Doctor Strange? Why couldn't it have been WandaVision in the Multiverse of Man? I don't know. But, like, it, it felt like they kind of forced in this Doctor Strange s- slight character growth because they were going from the previous events of one and everything else to what they're doing in the future. And I'm just upset a little bit that, like I said, that Wanda was a casualty in that stepping stone. The story itself, you know, Marvel's done much better. So that's why I gave it a 12, man. I mean, it wasn't horrible. There wasn't, like, plot holes besides... Why doesn't Spider-Man show up when the aliens are fighting in New York? I was thinking about that when it was happening. Um, but that's the Marvel problem with everything. It's like, why doesn't X, Y, or Z show up? Um, this is never going to be fixed. See, if I were them, I would just, like, little Easter egg, have Spider-Man, like, swinging on one of the final cutaways. Like, he was coming to it, but he was late or something. I don't I don't think they're allowed to do that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I It's, it's tough because you want... And it, it feels weird and out of place when you don't have that other things tie in. But yeah. it's just... It's accepted. I, I think the issues with this story lie in the fact that they were trying to shoot it as like this horror type thing, and it kind of makes it more convoluted and, and shit like that. Um, and I think that's a give and a take for what was the result of that. I do think the America Chavez thing's way too rushed. Yeah. And like, I think she did okay in her performance of it, but I just didn't give a shit about the character because it's just like, hey, here you go. There was parts of the movie I was like, just give Wanda the fucking powers. <laughs> and like, no, like, Doctor Strange Sackert was, like, willing for everyone to get dusted for five years and Tony to kill himself. Wanda just wants to be with her kids. You're going to let her re- wreck havoc on your whole universe? Yeah. A lot of people died stopping her from just being with her kids. Like, I don't know. Doctor Strange, man. Get it together. I, It's just that, that we need more backstory. It needs to open with America Chavez. Rather than her with Doctor Strange and what the fuck's going on, she's being chased by a demon. Open with an origin of her, that flashback. Give me an extended version of that and make us care about the character before she's the entire driving point and why Doctor Strange wants to stop Wanda. Or explain how Wanda knows who she is. Oh, the Darkhold, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, but like, again, you go from the wedding scene to America Chavez to she goes, he goes straight to Wanda and then she says her name and it's like, oh. I know who it is, blah, 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 kind of deal. She's the one who's been chasing her this whole time. No, I know, yeah. yeah. I just feel like, give me 15 more minutes of beef. I know it was already a two-hour and six-minute movie. Give me 15 more bi- minutes of beef at the top. Okay. Like you just said. Literally, that's what you just said. Yeah, I, I did say that. No, yeah, I, I, I think that, and then just as it goes on, the multiverse part of it is going to, like you said, make it jump around and feel mm-hmm. like we're doing this, and now we're doing this, and now we're doing this. You can't avoid that if this is the kind of movie you want to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I appreciated is what we got out of that with the Illuminati scene and the cameos and the badass fight scene and Wanda being able to be showed off. Because you can't have Wanda do this in the main MCU because everyone's like, oh, she's the strongest Avenger type thing. You can't have her do that and kill all the other Avengers. No, for sure. Because then you're fucked. But what you can do is have her go to another universe and kill all those Avengers. Yeah, for sure. And it works out great. And then just die from a fucking rock falling on and, her. And yeah, and then you drop the rock. <laughs> Problem. And not Dwayne. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the people's elbow. Um, 
I was going to make a point, and I just made my stupid rock joke, so I don't even remember. I Probably was a good trade-off, though. <laughs> I just I just want more Wanda, man. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask, Ty? I don't think it is. Also, do you think Wong was dead? No. I was, I was like, is he? He's still fucking... And this, maybe what, the, what the fuck's he doing with the abomination? Yes, this is the byproduct of maybe just, again, the Marvel thing and when it's coming out. There's so much loose ends right now. Yeah. And I felt like, and again, it, it's felt like such a big m- movie and premise that they rushed into the second Doctor Strange of likely three. Like, it just, and the second movies have on have historically been the bad ones. <laughs> Not Captain America. He didn't get it. Oh, he did get a third. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah, but I was thinking Thor: The Dark World, Iron Man Two. Iron Man Two's better than Iron Man Three, but Spider Man Two, Second Avengers. Spider Man Two is probably the worst of the three, while exactly. still being good. Second Avengers is the worst, easily. Ant Man Two, dog shit. Haven't even seen Ant Man Three yet, but I know it's probably not 100% as bad as better. Hundred percent better. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just there's so much shit going on, so much loose ends, and I don't know. Such a big story that they. Visuals, cinematography <laughs> tie. I could see if you nitpick some of the CGI. I personally didn't. I give this a 20. Yeah? Yeah. It was rocking a 19 for me. Some of the CGI wasn't bad. It wasn't, like, amazing. Yeah. What I liked about this film was the cinematography-specific aspect of this. The horror, the the drawing in, like, the horror tropes. And it's, like, stuff people don't even realize. Like, Victoria made the comment, like, some of it felt corny. And that was by design. Like, yeah. the dramatic piano playing. The cu- the certain way they would cut things. And, like... The sharp music keys, like... Yeah. Like, it was an ode to horror films. Sam Raimi, you know, does horror films. And it was done in a way that was, you know... It made sense, and it, it didn't feel out of place. It's obviously not. It feels out of place compared to other Marvel movies, but in the sense of the film, I don't think it felt out of place. Some Just some of the, the action was good, but some, it's, it was not even the action in this scene more so than the scene that's, you know, I always, I wish I, I'm taking a notebook next time I go to the movies. Mm. Um, but the one scene I can remember specifically is the scene where she's dreamwalking, and she's holding her kids, and she's on her knees, like, holding them like this, and she's slowly coming back to the reality, and it's literally just cutting yeah. Like, just cut, 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 cut. And, like, it's shorter cuts each time because she's slowly losing it. And, like, it was almost more elementary. Like, we just reviewed everywhere, everywhere, everything, everywhere, all at once. I actually watched a video about the visual effects and how they did them. And a lot of them yeah. were practical. And Marvel, like, there were certain scenes in this where it was just so simple. The straight cuts and, like, the way they did things. Like, it, it was <laughs> done with intent. Why are you laughing? You're like, some of the scenes are so simple, and all I can think of is the opening scene where they're just in an inter- interdimensional void, jumping on <laughs> fake shit, fighting well, a fake course, monster. That, of course, yes. That, of course, yes. But some of the, like, c- the cinematography tricks, I guess. Million percent. I, um, I agree. It's just, I think it's very funny, the the two sides of this, where they, they have this off-the-wall shit and then very simple, practical. Well, they had the off-the-wall, yeah, Marvel shit, but then they had the Sam Raimi, you know, spin on it. Um, the music scene, I know some, I heard some people complaining about it in our theater, um, and not understanding it. I thought it was fine. It, it, the Dr. Strange fight scenes can all start to look the same, especially when he's fighting himself. So I thought that was a fun way to change it. And like I told you in the movie, 
this is just speculative, but it feels like I, I could totally see there being an inside joke where, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch says he feels like a composer just waving his arms all the time. So then they ran with that joke when he fought himself, like they're fighting with music. That's my theory. If I ever get to interview Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm going to ask him that. And he's going to be like, wow, this you, guy gets it. You cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> I I wasn't a fan of the music. Really? I, I, it just felt weird and tonally off from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, you have a Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange fight, and what do you do? They throw musical notes at each other. <laughs> like, I feel like you could do something really fucking awesome and incredible, and that could have been the coolest fucking action scene in the movie. Nah, it wouldn't have been better than Illuminati. It could have been. It's Doctor Strange versus Doctor Strange. <laughs> but instead, it's just like fucking dun-dun-dun-dun. It's just fucking going back, and it's like, okay. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, I, it was whatever. He did kill him rather easily. 100%. And this was, again, another kind of plot point, story point I don't like, is like this is this big-ass Doctor Strange who you teased in the trailer, literally said he's been going around killing other Doctor Stranges and others multiverses, you know? Yeah. And this Doctor Strange just fucks him up like that. This Doctor Strange's not even Sorcerer Supreme. He's not. He's he's second in command. So when is But does that mean this Doctor Strange is bound to be the best evil Doctor Strange? No. With his third eye? Maybe. I don't know. I, didn't, I still don't understand the third eye thing. I'll be honest. I didn't watch the What If Sinister Strange. Did he have a third eye in that one? I don't think so. But also it could have been like a flash the third eye and then it's gone and then it's there when he needs But I don't think so. He's just really dark. He looked drained of like all his energy. I hope if they're going this direction, they actually go all in and like we get an evil Doctor Strange. Not hero Doctor Strange, but he's more edgy. Mm. He breaks rules more. Because that's already his character. Is he breaks the rules sometimes, gives yeah. time stone away. Yeah, he, did, he wasn't he does supposed a spell to do that. Spider Man and does and remembers Spider Man, so he remembers a spell, but he doesn't remember who Spider Man is. Oh, see, that's the so, whole thing. Like they just kind of pushed it under the rug. So Spider Man still exists in his thing, but he doesn't remember Peter Parker. But the original spell was we don't remember that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and then the other. One was no one just remembers who Peter Parker is, but they remember who Spider that Spider Man exists. Yeah, but not that but Peter in, Parker. But exists. by that logic, if Do- I mean he's obviously the Sorcerer Supreme, so you could just say he's above like a mortal. But why doesn't Zendaya remember all that shit? Like she can know that she doesn't know who Spider Man is, but she could be like, wait, wait, I was there. You or know Wong, I mean? Wong could he was sitting right next to him and be like, you you fucking know who Spider Man is? Yeah. How are you helping Spider Man? No one knows who Spider Man is. I forgot about that. I completely they, forgot about that. They pushed it on. They again that it makes the Spider-Man movie. I'm not. I still enjoy it the same. But it, in the grand scheme of things, you kind of see that that wasn't meant to be this big picture drive the whole thing forward. Yeah. It was more so we're going to a multiverse anyways with Loki. With this, we're just gonna tie this in. And then Kevin Feige, you see his comment where he's like, "Well, Doctor Strange was able to make that spell because Loki and Sylvie." Yeah. It's like. The writers of Do- the writers of Spider Man said they didn't watch Loki. <laughs> they said that like months ago. They said we ne- we didn't even watch Loki or know about it while writing the script for Spider Man. Yeah, it was totally just like a, these two events are correlated. Which and again, we'll see if the the Loki and Sylvie thing is correlated with Doctor Strange. Not a chance. I don't. This I love all the content, but this is one of the problems: is you're giving more even more content now, and you still have to connect all this shit somehow. 
it's very much branching out to where you have a whole lot going on at different edges of like everything. And you don't want to branch out too far. It's getting too blurry. It's getting your kind of fucking fucking shit up. And that's what everyone loves about you is how consistent everything has been. Don't fucking overextend yourself here. Well, speaking of consistency and Marvel, key elements, Ty, what did you give it on a scale from 1 to 20? So, look, my thing with this is Doctor Strange is going to be weird visuals, multiverse of madness. I want multiversal action shit. Yep. I want magic. (laughs) Okay. I gave it a... Oh... 18. I also gave it an 18. Okay. And I gave it an 18... It's not so much MCU, but this movie is different. Again, key elements can be kind of a softball category at times. Yep. It's boomer bust. I really liked what they did with the horror genre. This is like a – I don't even watch horror movies, but I still understand the tropes and everything. I took a film class after all in college. Um, <laughs> you were the guy yelling at the theater at one point in the movie because of the horror tropes. <laughs> what do you mean yelling? She was – when like they when were I putting the doors – No, they were putting the doors down, and they like block her and just stand oh, there. And you're yeah. like – fucking run you said it out loud <laughs> i did you heard me <laughs> yes look they close the door and they're like where the fuck is wanda like just fucking keep running why are you fucking just standing there oh man no but not <laughs> those tropes but just like the filmmaking aspect of it was fantastic the doctor strange you know is still there and i don't give it a full 20 because i guess i didn't like the story i don't know it's just like again those marvel branching out it's starting to get foggy and it's just like Bring it, bring it together. Yeah. No, and, and that's kind of where I'm at. I think the action overall, the ending could have been better with that third third act, and the action could have been better there. Um, I, I think, again, with the storytelling, like I, was, I want continuity and concise storytelling, and that was a little lackluster. Um, I think the visuals were great. I think the, like you said, the horror aspects worked fairly well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, Outside of that, it was just it was fu- the Illuminati scene is what I'm stuck on more than anything. That's the biggest takeaway from this movie. That was so fucking cool. Yeah, man, best scene in the movie. Um, I, I've they, said it multiple times. They fucking cut Captain Carter in half with the shield. <laughs> That's so violent. Black Bolt blew his head up. Blows his own fucking brains out with his voice. Man, and then they just they just kind of throw a big rock on on Captain Marvel. But that's fine. It's just Black Bolt. Well, and then Professor X, dude. In that universe, there, there's mutants everywhere who could have helped. Whole team of X-Men who could have helped. I'm just blown away because Dr. X is like fucking, I don't. Dr. X, fuck yeah. What's his name, Mr. Professor X? Professor X. <laughs> Professor Dr. Sam. He's got a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like he's fucking overpowered, man. He like, doesn't he control people's minds and shit? Yeah. And she just fucking, she snapped his neck from inside of his own mind. Yeah. I feel like hardcore X-Men fans aren't going to like that because he's that's like his thing is he gets into people's minds and is like, that's his fucking shit. Again, she shouldn't be able to do that. But that's how badass you made her be. Yeah, it was pretty Only to cool. kill her off in a Doctor Strange fucking rom-com. It wasn't really wow. a rom-com. But. Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go that low? Um, so that Professor X, I mean, we're, we're going off tangents everywhere, just like the MCU right now. Um, that was the, everyone's theorizing. That's the, the professor X from the animated show Yeah, because the yellow wheelchair and obviously Peggy Carter, Captain Carter is from what if, yep. I'm safe to say that. Right. Uh, Yeah. But is that the same? Does she remember the watcher? No clue. 
That's where. Well, the other issue too is like these people didn't exist in the X Men animated show. There wasn't a Captain Carter that like Professor X. Oh wasn't a part of shit! Yeah, you're no, no. That makes sense. In my brain, I was still thinking. You know, I said earlier that you know the Illuminati is not this multiverse kind of police. But in my brain, I was still thinking that all these guys were from different universes. They're not. They're from the same universe. I think that's technically the same universe, just inspired by this version, inspired by this version, but in their own universe. Well, in the, think, in the theory of yeah, in the theory of multi, infinite universes, well, there could be a universe where all that happens and they're all in the same. Maybe not though. Maybe they are multiverse. Well, no, because they're like go back to your own universe. Because the whole Christine thing, where it's like she studied and know all about the multiverse and shit. Yeah. Because they had these chambers to stop it, which means they in fact are not from the multiverse. Because that would not be allowed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's just their. So own that universe. is their universes. Yes, people. Okay. So that's not actually the animated one. Well, it could still be the animated one, but it's like in this multiverse, the animated one also exists in this one. Just like in – because in the theory of the multiverse, now we're getting to like string theory and shit. There's infinite. So there's other MCU universes where all the Avengers are the same except Hulk is purple. You know what I mean? So that could be the – I think there actually is just a purple Hulk, even in the MC, like Marvel mainline. So that could be the animated, quote-unquote, Professor X – that happens to exist in this universe with this version of Fantastic Four and this version of this, this version of that. Yeah. Where's the rest of the Fantastic Four at? I don't know. He said he has kids. Yeah. Which leads me, that's like the super strong, like fucking powerful. I don't know. Richards. Reed Richards? No. Nathaniel Richard. Their son. Very strong. Is it King? King? King is like a great, 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 great grandson of Reed Richards. Because King's from like the year 3000. I don't fucking remember, man. I They teased it, though. She very much says, do you have kids? And he says, yeah. And she says, good. They won't have to be raised alone. And then shreds his ass. Really fucking, fucking awesome. badass, dude. Really fucking awesome. Give me a Wanda R-rated film. That's never going to happen. I just said this I didn't want a Wanda movie. I want a Wanda movie. This is your Wanda, quote unquote, R-rated film. Can we get an R-rated cut people on half. DVD of this? She takes Why can't they do that? away. Why can't they do that? Uh, Disney wants to uphold their... They can't give us an R-rated cut on DVD where you could just click the R-rated version if you want to watch it? No. no. They fucking make Deadpool, who didn't show up in this. Everyone was speculating he yeah. would. Which, how are they going to do that now? Because the whole theory... <laughs> maybe it's going to be more so with Kang. Again, we're going back to the whole... You're going to hope, and then we're going to go to Kang, and he's going to be a one-off villain, and then it's like, oh, maybe it's on Secret Wars, and... That's going to be a one-off thing. It's going to be like, oh, maybe it's fucking this. But the whole expectation when they brought in, um, you know, the Fox properties is that they were going to use this multiverse thing to literally pull them into this universe. And everything we're learning from this movie is you cannot pull someone in from another universe because the fucking universe will collide with another universe and all yeah. that bullshit will happen. Yeah. So is there a Deadpool that exists in the MCU and it's just he's just been chilling? He hasn't become Deadpool yet? Still no explanation of anything for mutants. How are they going to do mutants? I don't know, man. We do. We still got time travel. Don't forget about that. <laughs> I just can't wait to get a PG-13 fucking Deadpool. Yeah. I'd be so pissed. I'd rather them just not connect it to the MCU and do it R-rated. Yeah. I, w- I think Deadpool, I would be cool if like they just... Look, it's fourth wall, so like they can use other characters and shit. Kind of how they already did with like him having like the X-Men and shit whatnot in the background. Just make it like the Batman. 
where it's like that's his own kind of story arc thing. Deadpool just never crosses over, and other people can be in his shit, but it doesn't affect main MCU timeline, so you can keep it R-rated. Yeah. I'm concerned. I think this is, while enjoying this movie, this has me very concerned for the future of the MCU, more so than I've been in a while. Ooh, why? how come? Let's just with how that. Just with how jumbled everything is and how you're expecting all this cool shit to be piggybacked off of this and they just seem to like keep putting it off i think their 10-year retreat was guys we don't know what the fuck we're doing right now 10-year retreat oh did you see that no kevin feige and like all the marvel creative team went on like a fucking super long retreat creative meeting retreat to plan out the next 10 year of mcu content 10 years look i don't want to like say anything but i feel like if we were on that committee we could pitch some badass ideas i i know we could we have fantastic ideas. We've had fantastic post-credit scene ideas. I, I think they should bring us on just for the post-credit scenes. I'll tell you what. It wouldn't have been fucking Pizza Daddy at the end of this movie. Pizza Papa. <laughs> Pizza Papa. Yeah, it would have been White Vision going to the ruins. Like just stepping in the rubble. rubble. Looking for Wanda. He's finally come to his senses. Finds Wanda's dead body. Maybe she's not dead. I don't know. But that I don't know. They could have done whatever with it. I just what's the future for that character also? Like there's no Wanda now. There's no like well, he has no connective tissue. This would have been the time to help continue that on. They just fucking forget that that exists. That's another just string sitting out there. Yeah. The shit from Shang-Chi of the fucking multiverse uh, not the but the universal threat. Just sitting out there still. And you have Eternals how that fucking fits in somehow with all this <laughs> yeah they just don't address that the fact that there was a giant god in the sky in london <laughs> just nothing yeah man it's getting see this is the thing is they're raising the stakes because it started with more grounded superhero movies you have to raise the stakes and when you raise the stakes it's like how with the more grounded superhero movies yeah it makes sense that iron man could be doing this while other people are doing this now it's like i don't know thor's gonna be a breath of fresh air because he's just they're out doing their own thing on different planets so in space doesn't really impact Earth. cool with that I'm fine with that. I if it's good, that. we'll see. It's gonna be good. No, oh, it's good. It's fucking Taika Waititi. Characters tie. <laughs> I, I I gave this a 15 out of 20, solely carried by Miss Wanda Maximoff, Elizabeth Olsen. So I I went. I was gonna go right around there. I'll be honest. They get a single point just for having John Krasinski be Reed Richards. <laughs> okay. I'm sitting at 16. Okay. I, and again, Wanda Maximoff, fantastic. Elizabeth Olsen deserves all the praise. She is an incredible actress and mm-hmm. has been fantastic in this role for years now. Mm-hmm. From Infinity War through WandaVision and now in Multiverse of Madness. Just incredible. Yeah. I agree. And then give me some fucking Reed Richards. That's John Krasinski as Reed Richards. That's fantastic. Didn't love the costume design. It looked kind of fake. Didn't look that good. Need to update that when he shows up in Ant-Man. Think he's going to show up in Ant-Man? So that's the rumor. Oh, I didn't know there was a rumor. Well, I don't know. It's just like speculation. Don't get excited, Ty. This is why I'm going to be excited. Don't he should have been He should have been the fucking aerospace engineer in WandaVision. They should have introduced that version of not Mr. Fantastic, but just a Reed Richards in WandaVision when they're like, oh, I know somebody. And he should have just not had superpowers and could have introduced him and then showed the multiversal version of this character who's fully Mr. Fantastic already. And that could have set up the future of the MCU for him to become Mr. Fantastic and get these powers while also being a genius. And they just fumbled the fucking bag. I'm still so upset about that. Look, I like this moment, so I'm I'm not going to take it back because that 
legitimate shock. They could have just had him show up in a suit and tie. Or just not even like a full suit, but just like a button-up with a tie. Just being the real smart guy that helps him. And so, oh, my name's Reed Richards, but doesn't have any superpowers yet. People are going to be like, oh, fuck, he's going to be Mr. Fantastic. In the multiverse version, you see like the fully fully fleshed out version. And then we go back to the main MCU timeline. And he becomes that fully fleshed out version. Well, the Fantastic Four movie lost the director, so. They did. And I think it got pushed back. Yeah, are we in, are we in the trust tree here? Yeah. Kind of glad John Watts isn't doing it. Wow. I like him, but his Spider-Man movies always feel like they're good, but they rely on other stuff. I want Fantastic Four. Like, that's a family thing. I want them to be like a, like they're their Diesel own thing. As a thing? No. Can he double down as Groot and the thing? Also, how about uh, Vin Diesel making the director quit? <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did. Fuck that guy. No, I gave it a 16, though. One of Maximoff's fantastic. Elizabeth Olsen is incredible. Doctor Strange just kind of did his thing. I don't love the... Don't love the lack of character growth. He's the same guy. You can't tell me he's a... The only thing different is he moved on from the girl. He did He killed on. Wanda so he could move on from the girl. Yep. Great. He did, he did do that. Which, like, that was another part why I didn't like because, like, there was no inklings of this. It wasn't like in Infinity War or... End, well, he's dead in Endgame, but... Or even Spider-Man, like... It could have just been little subtle things that maybe he isn't happy or he does still love Christine, all this stuff. He seems pretty fucking joyful in Spider-Man. He's sipping fucking hot cocoa and just chilling. He gives him a little wink. Like, and then all of a sudden this movie, we're expected to think he's like super unhappy and he misses Christine. Like, at least give us little sprinkles in the other movies he's been because it felt like, like, oh, Doctor Strange, you know, he has this love interest. Let's forget all about it. But then Doctor Strange 2, key driving point. Mm. Yeah. It's a problem. Again, like, they set it up at the beginning with, like, that different version of Doctor Strange being selfish and wanting to kill America Chavez. That's not our Doctor Strange. No. He was very much sacrificed for the greater good. Yeah. We've already got that. Yeah. <laughs> the performance, on the other hand, I was fine with it. He was a good Doctor yeah, Strange performance. Yeah, I like performance. Benedict. Benedict's great. Benedict's but... a great fucking performance. John Krasinski's fantastic as Mr. Fantastic. How about them just completely pushing under the rug the um, Mordor? More, what's his name? More, more, Mordo. Doe. Just completely pushing under the rug that post credit scene from back in Doctor Strange 1. I mean, he is hesitant when he sees him, like, oh, fuck, this guy wants to kill me in my universe. But that's, they pretty much, that's all the, all the, like, all there no, is. No, but he had the dialogue where he said he wanted to be me, so he started, like, killing other sorcerers, whatever he said. I don't think he said killing other sorcerers. They pretty much said, like, oh, this all happened off screen. We're not going with this anymore. Kind of. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name correctly. I don't want to do disservice to the man. And then the Mordo, the Mordo actor, it felt like they were like, well. Chiwetel or Elephor. We already signed you on for Doctor Strange 2, but your story doesn't make sense anymore. We don't want to do that anymore. So you're going to be in the Illuminati. Yeah, for sure. Which, it didn't, like, feel forced. But when you, like, like in the movie itself, if you just watch the movie, it doesn't feel forced that he's there. But if you think about it in this regard, like you and I are thinking about the post credit scene and thinking about like the contract logistics of it, it becomes clear like, oh, he was in this movie because he signed a two-movie deal. Mm. Yeah. And they for didn't sure, want to do sure. that story anymore, but he still needed to be in it. And that's why he's fourth build or whatever it is. <laughs> the third on IMDb. Yeah. He's in front of, in front of fucking Wong. Yeah. So... um. I will say I feel as if we were robbed 
Um, that statue of Doctor Strange looked like a really fucking badass character design with like the really stiff collar and shit. Just looked like the fucking most incredible Doctor Strange. And then we go to like this thing where Black Bolt kills him. He just doesn't have his like sh- shit on. It just looks very plain. I don't appreciate that. We got Thanos in this. Dead Thanos. Thanos has like a sword him. through his fucking chest. Which didn't they just use the book to kill him? I don't know. But the whole thing with Thanos was aim for the head because he still snapped. They didn't aim for the head and it was fine. Worked out great. Wow. Wow. Also, I'm pretty sure Professor X isn't like a very hands-on superhero. Him being one of the only six people on that planet fighting. How the fuck did he get to Where Titan? are all the mutants? Like, Where is his entire team of superheroes helping him there? And I don't think Titan is wheelchair accessible. It's a floating, it's a fucking hover chair, Jay. You can go anywhere with that. <laughs> My apologies. It's the ultimate off-road drain vehicle. <laughs> it doesn't touch the fucking ground. Oh, man. Just had, just thought of some funny jokes, but they're not. They're insensitive, <laughs> so. Um, America Chavez. I, she was okay in this. Yeah, I didn't I like her. I didn't perform the, I didn't perform. I didn't mind the performance. I didn't like the lack of character depth. Yeah, I, I just want to see m- that character explained better. What percentage of the like the twelve percent bad audience score do you think is people upset that she had two moms? Mm. Like two percent? Yeah, not too much. It, it was subtle. I know in the comics she like comes from a, a realm where there's only women. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? I think I could be completely wrong about that. I know that's the reason this movie isn't being shown in like Middle Eastern countries and stuff. Really. I didn't yeah. know that. They asked him to remove this, like, in their sensory things. They asked him to remove that part of the movie, and Marvel's like, we only make, like, $10 million off you guys total, so no, we're going to make it look like we care. <laughs> but. Oh, actually. Rachel McAdams is fine. Like, she's a good actress. Didn't really, her character was whatever in this. <clears throat> America Chavez believes she was raised by her mothers in the utopian parallel, a reality that is out of time and in the presence of the being known as the Demurge, whose presence she cre- credited with imbuing, is this an Armin White article? Imbuing her with superpowers. In her memory, when Chavez was approximately six years old, the Utopian Imperial was threatened by destruction. Chavez's mother sacrificed themselves to seal the black holes, resulting in their particles being smeared across the multiverse itself. Wanting to prove herself as a hero, knowing Utopia didn't require salvation, Chavez ran away from her home and her responsibilities. She traveled across different realities, eventually adopted the moniker of Miss America, and began covertly acting as a superhero. In this one, she just got scared of a bee. She did. She did get Which, scared of a bee. Did, is that when she just finally got her powers? Or are you telling me she was never scared in her life before that? Because if so, that's pretty cool. Not to be scared until you're like six years old. Pretty fucking tough. <laughs> Fuck it. See but it was a bee. And you fucking end your parents' life. <laughs> that sucks. It fucking sucks over a bee. I mean, I, I like that her logo is like the star and her portals are also stars. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. I appreciated that. Like, the portal design on her was pretty cool. I don't appreciate that they did, like, three movies and a series worth of setup for the multiverse to just give her the powers that we need to progress the plot. Don't appreciate that. (laughs) Characters. Character. Enjoyment, Ty. I bumped this down one. Finished with a 17 out of 20. I was at a 16, and prior to talking to it, I bumped it up to a 17. So we ended on the same score, but I think I was a little lower. But then I think of the Illuminati scene and Wanda just killing them all. And yeah, I the really, movie. I really like that a lot. I, I can't, it can't be understated. That is fucking fantastic. For me, that's up there with like enjoyment wise, not like chills, but 
I, I don't know. Like the Thor coming to fucking Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Great scene. I like this one almost just as much. I probably like this one better. But that's like a huge scene. I'm trying to think of other like iconic, like the airport scene, obviously. Civil War. Well, Endgame and, and for the last 45 minutes is still the best scene. Yeah, you can't do any. That's just, that's everyone. You have everyone. It's going to be the best. Thanos, when he shows up to Wakanda and he's yeeting everyone out of the way and stuff, and then Wanda fucking destroys the stone, and then he says, rewind. Yeah. But in terms of like action sequences, 100% top three. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And look, this movie, 17 is still very high score. I'm going to like almost every Marvel movie. I mean, I'm still like have a baseline of liking them. And just as uh enjoying, you know, pre- not pre- uh situate, I don't know, my brain is turning off right now. <laughs> I enjoyed it while watching it. It's when you dive deeper and you think about some of the bigger MCU things like we do and you think about some of like the way the story was constructed and everything. That's when it starts flopping for me. Not flopping, but it starts going down for me a little bit. But in terms of just when I was in the theater itself, not necessarily thinking of it in this lens, I was enjoying it. Like, there was never a part of the movie I felt it was dull. I knew it was rushed, but I was just along for the ride. Um, it was still enjoyable, 17. But those those other dynamics do keep it from the higher, you know, 18, 19, 20 of other Marvel movies. Um, so, for that reason, I landed at 17. Yeah, I, 17 for me, again, good score. It's MCU. I, I like MCU shit. I'm going to have a good time at the theaters, and I, I recommend this movie to everyone. Go watch it. You, you like Marvel, you're going to have a good time with this. Maybe not like small children. They could be scared at points. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a fun watch. I enjoyed it. It could have been a lot better. Obviously, this movie had the fucking hype of, you know, Deadpool and mutants and Fantastic Four and everything being in it. And they chill out with that and kind of just tell a more coherent story with one scene of all the craziness going on. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's a good time. And it's it's still a good movie. I just don't like the precedent it sets. I'll say that. What'd you give it? Final score. Final score out of a hundred. We're sitting at an eighty-five, which is still still a really good score. I gave it an eighty-two out of one hundred, giving us a final score eighty-three and a half, putting it at thirty-ninth out of a hundred and thirty-two movies we've reviewed. Look, man, it's still a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's ahead of um, Eternals, I think. It should be. It is. Not by much. One point. I mean, you gave Eternals higher. You gave Eternals an 89. Yeah. Um, it's ahead of Eternals. It's ahead of Black Widow. Um, which Easily. Is 77. I don't even know where it's at. 77. Oh, God. That's so high for that movie. But that's the thing with Marvel is even like bad Marvel movies like that, they still get the baseline. I mean, you gave it a 75. So I did give it lower than you. Um, Both had it in the 70s, but like. You know. I think that may, may be like a D plus. That's probably like a 69 movie on a prawn reflection. No, because Florence Pugh. Don't forget about Florence Pugh. She's fantastic. CGI is really fucking bad, though. <laughs> Don't forget about the green screen of her getting blown off the jet. Don't forget, this was my first ever IMAX movie, so I gave oh, it a yeah. pretty high visual oh, score. Okay. That's fair. I can't argue that. <laughs> I can't. Also, I understand why I gave it so high. <laughs> fucking title cards, Jay. There's so many title cards. And Doctor Strange? No, and Black Widow. Oh, yeah. They had the title cards, and goddamn, I'm a sucker for title cards. Um, Armin White reviewed this movie, Ty. Um, give it it's, a rotten, it's of Mar- course. Yeah, it's Mar- it was rotten. Um, this is just the, the Rotten Tomatoes excerpt. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is too jumbled and over-anxious for coherent amusement. Hard to believe that Marvel is still churning out this garbage so long after Man of Steel rooted its characters to humane instinct throughout time. 
This guy beats off to Superman at night. Why does he like Man of Steel so much? I don't know. It's not even that. Like, go with the different. Go with the Batman. Did he get like the Batman? I don't remember. He probably no. did. He probably did. No, he probably commented about why it wasn't fucking Zack Snyder. Yeah. He's a, he's a Snyder fanboy, 100%. Well, there's, like, theories that, like, the Snyder movies have, like, underlying tones of, like, like I don't know, republicanism. I don't know how to say it, but, like, and, like, Snyder himself has come out and literally said, like, no, this is all, like, you guys are looking way too far into it. And just knowing what we know about Armin White, I could see him giving it a press just because of that. Because everything he looks through in a political lens. Even a movie about jumping from multiverse to multiverse. Yeah. No, I think I think I if I remember correctly, in Batman versus Superman, there is a scene where Batman's fighting someone. He then buys the warehouse, so he, they are now trespassing on his property, which allows him to shoot him. Yeah, and that's why everyone just fucking yeehaws in the theater at that scene. <laughs> um, this shamelessly conceived America, America Chavez, who can shift realities, originated in a 2011 Marvel comic book as a lesbian Latina with two mothers. Residue of Obama era change. She now reflects Hollywood's Biden era equity. But since her political identity is essentially meaningless, she's a drag on the plot. Mm. Does this guy have to get Obama and Biden into every single yeah. one of his Yeah, reviews? for sure does. For fucking sure. Wow. He's a drip. <laughs> fucking love him, though. I love him, but I hate him. Um, he makes for good content. It's fun to talk about. Next week, we will actually review... What is it called again? The Northsman. The Northsman. And I just I want to remind you that you said I'm gonna start bringing next week. I'm gonna bring in my notepad to the theater and take notes. You're gonna look like such a fucking weirdo taking notes of just aggressively violent Viking movie. If there's any movie to not take notes on and just sit back and have a good time, it's this one. But you already said I'm gonna bring my notepad. Yeah. Um, not looking forward to it, but it's okay. A week after that, I don't know if we have anything planned. Um, there is a movie coming out. I believe the 20th of May. Chippendale. Rescue Rangers? No. It actually looks good. No. What do you mean no? I don't I don't want to watch that. Ty, it looks good. I will it's find Disney it. Plus. Don't worry, I'll find another no, movie. No, it looks good. I'm not bullshitting you. It actually looks good. It's got fucking people you like. It's not like a dumb kids movie, Ty. I'm thinking Paw Patrol or something when you say Chippendale Rescue Rangers. It's got John oh, Mulaney hey. and Andy Samberg. Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons. I love all four of those people. I don't know the next people listed. Watch the trailer. We are going to review that. It comes out May 20th, So, but that's down the line. Time. It actually looks... I'm just as critical as you are. May 20th is not that far down the line. Well, next week we got Northman. Oh, gotcha. And then we got to do something the week after that. And, and then, then we get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We made our schedule a little while back, ending with Doctor Strange, and we have not updated that schedule, admittedly. No. We'll fix it. We'll get it taken care of. To end the show, Ty, last thing I got for you. Random Rotten made a movie score. American Chavez mm. made me think of American Pie. Oh, I thought you were going to – what's the one dude? Um, He was like the – he fought for the migrant workers in California. Julio Cesar Chavez? Cesar, Cesar Chavez? Julio Cesar Chavez? No, I don't think it's Julio. I think it's just Cesar Chavez. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a movie about him with uh, Julio Cesar Chavez is a professional boxer. Sorry, a former professional boxer. Is it Cesar Chavez? Yes, I think it's, yeah. American Civil Rights Activist. Is it Cesar Chavez movie with, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ben his Ben Affleck? Name. No, no. He's he's the dude who does the tangents in the Ant-Man movie. Oh, Michael Pena. Yeah, it was Michael. I couldn't think of his last name. I don't know why I said He plays Cesar Chavez. I thought it was going to be that movie. The movie's name is Cesar Chavez. 
watched it in Spanish class. American Pie. 128 reviews. <sighs> 250,000 audience plus audience ratings. Ty, I'm going to give you a hint. And I, I, this could tell you everything or it could tell you nothing. The critic score and the audience score of this film are exactly the same. Really? Yeah. This feels like a movie that like people talk about and like hey, it's a good time and it's funny. It doesn't feel like a movie that a lot of people liked though. Like I feel like it's your cup of tea or it really isn't your cup of tea. Dude sticks his dick in a pie. <laughs> um, I've never seen it myself. Really? No. Is, is, is it funny? Well, I like it. It's my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go 38%. Undershot it, Ty. 61%. Okay. I thought you'd get it after I told you that. That seems like a fair number for this kind of movie, if they're going to match. It's a, it, I, exact like Yeah, 61 tomato, 61 audience. Wow. How common is that? That's very rare. First time I remember since doing Random Ron Tomato movie scores. The Northman. Next week. Very violent. Rated R. I, I would argue it's probably going to be more violent than Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. That's what I think. I would agree. <laughs> In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.